0: Hello and welcome to, why are we talking about rabbits? Guys, new music, new studio. I don't know, old goofiness. Right now, the last couple episodes have been about white juju. I've been looking at a documentary on Appalachian folk mysticism. But what I find about it and it's super interesting, and as we talked about last time, is that this is died or has been dying. Though you can find in the documentary uh, lots of evidence for white juju. that's what we're that's the big topic at hand. White juju, what is it? Is there such a thing as witchcraft on this side of the world, which of course there is. The new world has it. But what, what we've been talking about in the last episode and really started with the first episode is we heard from these folks. You're going to hear from them in a second. And then we sort of asked the question, well, what happened? Why isn't there more white juju around? And First Things Foundation, when we work, we see. We, we got stories like that actually affect us. Well, what happened to it? Did, like, how did Why didn't it cross the Atlantic? Well, it did. Last episode, we talked about sort of how it got rooted out we went through this whole process, this mm-hmm. conversation about Barlam and St. Gregory Palamas, and then Protestant the reformation. And we got into the idea of the mind as a machine. And I ended talking about the Buffalo normal school, the least sexiest sound ever for a school, the Buffalo normal school. And, and essentially what we got into was that the Buffalo normal school sort of marks the beginning of what your life at school is and how your life at school is the beginning of the end of white juju. Now, you what you can see if you're watching, if you're not watching, you'll hear in a minute, is this this guy, James, who's up in the mountains, not too far from here, he's from Kentucky. Um, by the way, go Braves, not... But the Braves, are the, that's the team of people from uh, Appalachia. They they, they listen to the Brave games. At least they used to until the interwebs. Now they, I don't know, watch it. But as a Mets fan, I want to say I hate the Braves. But, but that doesn't mean I hate Appalachia or white juju. So let's just listen to them, and they're going to talk about, well, body parts. And how important they are to the practice of witchery and signs and cures. If we can, here is the conversation. Listen, see if you can listen to James and I'll help you. They're talking about what their granddaddy used to do in order to cast a spell. Before sunrise, uh, and uh, facing east, where you're supposed to do it at a a fruit tree, there they took a had to be a. Piece of a fingernail, some from the upper part of the body, piece of a toenail. Wait, can you, can you hear Bill? So there's two guys. I think they're related as far as I can tell. And they're trying to explain the spell that their people used to put on there in Appalachian, United States of America. And it's involve a tree and cutting some body parts, like fingernails and hair and stuff like that. He would bore a hole in a fruit tree. It had to be some buried fruit. And take a, a, a piece of your fingernails, a piece of some hair, and maybe a piece off your of toenail, you know, just like you're trimming them, and put it in that and cloth and roll it up and push it in that hole. Put it in drove a plug behind it. Wooden plug, take a hammer done in three blows. A first blow you'd say the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and name of the Holy Ghost. So if you can see it right now, Bill and his cousin, they're actually showing you there's, there's a little reproduction. You're taking something like someone else's fingernails and someone else's hair and then you're wrapping it up and putting it in a tree that after a hole that you bored out, you're sticking it in that tree and then you're taking a little piece of a plug wood, little broken piece of wood, and you're, you're pounding on it and you're trapping those body parts inside the tree and you're doing it in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy ghost. Now on the first episode, just a couple episodes ago, we talked about, we actually heard from an actual quote, witch, and we heard about also milking a milking an ax handle (laughs) <laughs> I highly recommend you go listen to that. So there's all this, this skullduggery going on. And what I wanted, I wanted you to hear that because I, I'm asking the question on this podcast, where did that go? <laughs> uh, I did not do that growing up. Whenever I got mad at my buddy, Jamie, I, I didn't go secretly steal some of his hair and then Put it into a tree and then plug it up. And one of the other clips you heard, if you go back and listen, they they mixed up this milk and blood concoction and then lit it on fire with some kerosene. You know what that did? I did that in my house. You know what that did to my friend in another house? It burned his leg because I was mad at him. Guys, this is white juju. This is how it works. I've got stories, happened to one of our field workers, that they clipped their hair, they were just shaving their beard, and then swept the hair outside onto the ground, and then some kids came by and said, hey, don't do that, because the juju doctor will come and get it, and they'll try to use your hair for power. Where did this go? Well, it all went to the New York State Buffalo Normal School. Yeah, here's what I mean. The Buffalo Normal School, which is the first kind of public school mojo in the United States happening after the Civil War. It was sort of the first normal school that attempted to teach something like non-mystical, non-religious, non-connected to right the irrationality of, quote, religion. The Buffalo Normal School is sort of the first concerted American try at public education on a large scale. It's the New York University system's attempt to scale secular education. And if you want a really neat rabbit hole, and I'll I'll put all this together as we go, go look at how uh, the Rockefeller family took Right, this effort at public school normalization and created the general board of education, like for the whole state of New York, and really the, the vision was for the whole the United States, and donated hundreds of millions of dollars, right, at the turn of the century, no less, so a lot more than that, to standardize secular education. And the Buffalo Normal School was one of those standardizations. And here's what this kind of education has given us as foundational truths in the new world. right? And you can write comments down if you think I'm crazy, but this Buffalo Normal School idea, which has turned into public education, gave us foundational truths, and those truths, well, they make Bill, who's pounding a plug to put a spell on somebody in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it makes Bill look... Like he looks, like crazy. Because all of us started going to the Buffalo Normal School. And here's what they taught at the Buffalo Normal School. And they've been teaching since the turn of the 20th century. You want to know what it is? I do. Okay? Here's what they taught. And the principles I'm about to tell you about are not mine. In case you're wondering, yes, I am a, quote, religious person in the tr- tradition of orthodox christianity i'm a believer that hocus pocus actually takes place that's what the old ancient the tribes of europe who weren't christian used to call the eucharist hocus pocus like fancy magic i i think that happens I'm not prepared to tell you how it all works right here but i think it happens right but if I actually am participating in that and full-on willing to die for that, then I'm odd in the new world. And here's the reason I think that I'm odd. And it comes from Rupert Sheldrake. This is a renowned PhD. You can check out the show notes to find out more about his talks. He's a biology PhD from Cambridge, world-renowned. And he's writing... That these are the things that were taught in the new world. These are the things that were taught in the new world that destroyed the voice you just heard. That voice was obliterated by this voice, as Sheldrake says it. Here it is, the foundational teachings as per a biology PhD from Cambridge. The West has been taught the foundational truths that follow. One, nature is mechanical. It is predictable. Two, matter is unconscious. Three, the laws of nature are fixed. Four, the amount of matter and energy in the cosmos is fixed. As per all that has entered existence since the Big Bang, that. Amount of matter is fixed. Nature is purposeless. It does not have telos. Inheritance is entirely material in nature. You are what your parents gave you as genes and cytoplasm. I sh- shall I continue? I want to. These are his. These are his ten foundational truths. Number. Seven. Memories are stored in your brain. What you remember about yourself is a stored material reality. It exists in your skull. Your mind is in your head. Yes. The mind that has the memories is stored in something like your brain and circumscribed by a bone called your skull. Psychic activity, things happening in your brain and then affecting other brains, that's not possible. There's no psychic connection. Now, remember, this is a scientist telling us what we've taught about ourselves in places like the Buffalo Normal School. And number 10, medicine is mechanistic. And... Mechanistic medicine is the only kind that works. What is Sheldrake trying to say? You could say he's you can tell he's saying it with a little bit of tongue in cheek, because I'm not sure he's a full believer. He's not. He's trying to say that this is the default worldview of the educated light people, of those who created the Buffalo Normal School. And here's the thing. None of these principles seem consistent at all with the Appalachian witch that I just showed you, or with Bill, or his cousin, or anybody, including the lady who was milking an axe. And all of those things are exactly what you find all around the world before the Enlightenment. And none of these principles are consistent what with what these folks are doing in West Virginia and Kentucky. They don't look like my juju pals in Mali. None of it looks like that kind of thing. It looks like the far away other side of that thing, actually. (laughs) The things our schools teach are the exact opposite. The educated modern man's culture looks like a zero on your car's speedometer. The juju culture looks like 140 miles an hour. It's really different. I kind of long for the 70-mile-an-hour royal road, don't you guys, right down the middle? And of course, the royal road is where human culture meets divine culture. God meets man. The royal road is where man becomes God and God becomes man. The royal path is something like all of the rationalist, the ordered, the control-driven inclinations, the zero miles an hour, It's where that meets the irrational, the chaotic, the seemingly uncontrollable, the 140 miles an hour. And in the meeting, both become one. Yet, neither loses their nature. Order is perfectly united with chaos. Hmm. So when we listen to these cats from Appalachia, this white juju, And then you think to yourself, wasn't that quaint? And it feels totally obliterated. I would say that total obliteration should make you nervous. And I'd say one other thing, which we'll talk about next time in part four. I don't know if it's part four. What do we call it, Andrew? Part four. It's a. It's the last conversation about this white juju stuff. I'd say this. I don't think it really went anywhere. We're going to talk about Ian McGilchrist next time because I don't think it went anywhere. I think the juju stuff's still with you. You just don't believe it. um, And it may have entered into other forms. Because if if nature has reality, if, in other words, the created world actually has a DNA, it has a substructure, it has something called its own reality, we live in it. So it may appear that something has died, but it may have been manifested another way. Next time we finish this conversation about white juju and we uh, look at Ian McGilchrist and we try to figure out just like the left brain, right brain thing. is 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 this the reality? Is this the superstructure of reality? The brain is an image of something like how the world is built. Or maybe the brain is the built. Is this, is the blueprint for all of creation? We'll get to it next time, some are In the meantime, let's just play out before you hit the music, Andrew. Can we just listen to these voices, man? These these voices are great. Just, just listen to some of these folks. Had been an officer in the civil, minor officer in the civil war and he got He lost his life in the war, and some people helped her apply for a pension. And it was seven dollars, and she had eleven children. So she had this magic way of getting her money. She would take this little stone from the fireplace above the fireplace and she would lay it in another place on her hearth. The storekeepers and everything knew that she only got $7 a month and she'd spend 40 and 50. And someone caught her putting the stone. And of course, she would lose her magic when she was caught doing her magic. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, on Watts, our White Juju. We'll get back to it and finish it up next time. Peace to you all. www.first-things.org. Check us out. And thanks for listening to this episode of Watton.